Hi, my name is Ian Riley. And I'm Michael Fields. And you're listening to My Best Guess. It's a show where we invite all dads and father figures to join us as we journey through the unique challenges and joys of fatherhood. So grab your coffee and pull up a chair because whether you're a seasoned dad or a soon-to-be, we're excited for you to join us on this episode of My Best Guess. Oh yeah, I've got I've got a I've got a story about that, about the the best prank I've played on somebody. So I had a coworker um, back at uh, a job I, I had before the one I have now, and he was famous for just being a total Grinch about Christmas. He was like, yeah, I don't really like decorate or like, you know, do much to celebrate. I'm not really a huge fan of Christmas. Sounds like trauma for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and I don't, I mean, he could be a protagonist in a Hallmark movie that I don't know about, but, um, but that's probably going to be later down the road for him. He's still kind of like this, but, um, but so I, I thought that was funny. So one time I just like on, on Christmas one year, I, uh, I bought him a little mug that said Santa's milk. <laughs> and I put it, it's just a weird mug. I found yeah. it at Hobby Lobby. I was like, that look, that sounds really weird. That's funny. And so I was like, I'm going to just buy that. And so I bought it for him, a little festive, whatever. And then I bought him a couple other things. I think I bought him a copy of The Grinch Stole Christmas, but he may have bought that for me. I don't remember. We, we had some back and forth with that. And then I bought a Christmas tree and I put, he had a cube uh, in the in the back corner of the office we were the office space we were in it's kind of like a corner cube so it's larger because he's one of the more senior member of members of our group and I bought a Christmas tree and I put it in the back corner and he sat right across from the office of the controller who's right really high up in the food chain and I went in after he had let this guy had left I went into the controller's office and I said hey would you be cool if I put a Christmas tree outside your office? Like, so it's like yeah. between them, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, definitely do that. And so I like, I was like, oh, great. So I like pulled it out of under my desk, went over there, plugged it in, turned it on the timer for the lights and everything. So he came oh in the next gosh. morning and there was a Christmas tree outside of his cube and he had this Santa's milk hot chocolate <laughs> cup on his desk. I think I put some hot chocolate in it too and some candy canes. And he was like, "Why?" <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually quite elaborate of a of a gift joke. Yeah. Well, I wanted stuff. I wanted to I wanted to do the whole like wrap all of this stuff in you know Christmas paper, but I sure. just like I'm not a a rapper, so yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know how to do this, so I just settled for that stuff. But I thought it was funny. That's great. Yeah. I uh, my okay. It was like my um, sophomore or junior year of high school that um a sort of rumor more of a myth started to go around between me and my friend group and i think it started from one of our head principals of the of the high school who had told us there was a pool in our high school or at least that there used to be and that we have two gyms in our high school and one of the gyms was built over the pool or at least that was the working theory and so then we uh, we were on a quest. And this is sophomore year, junior year of high school. For the rest of my high school career, there was this passive quest all the time of like, we have to figure out where the pool is. So we would we would go get the janitor and he would uh, he would um, open doors for us that we didn't know. Like, it's just a closet. It's just a utility closet. Yeah. You know? And he's like, oh, I'll show you what it is. 
And so we would just open doors, you know, we'd find different closets. Like, man, was this like an old access way to get to the locker rooms down there? What are, mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and, and it's sort of like eventually it was pretty clear, like there was probably never a pool, right. you know, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, but the principals were still telling us, oh, no, there, there's a pool, there's a pool. And we're like, dude, whatever. They're just, they're joshing with us. Uh, but it became like this funny thing that we would then tell freshmen, you know, like, oh, yeah, no, there's a pool somewhere. Yeah. You know, and you got to find it. You know, you got to find the pool. Um, and anyway, so th- this this goes and goes. And we would still, every now and then, you know, we'd have our, like, council meetings with the, me and the guys. And we'd be like, Oh, there's a pool somewhere. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> we had to go find this pool. Like you're telling the freshman kids this, but you're still like, no, there's probably there might still be a pool. And so, uh, well, I can't let the freshmen find it if they do find it, you know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so um, uh, it's like um, senior day or whatever, you know. The, it's the end of the end of the school year. It's my senior year now. So this is like a, been a two year, you know, deal between us and the principals and us and incoming freshmen, just sort of joking around with them, but also like a quest to try to find this pool. We give up. There's probably not a pool in our high school, but we're gonna put a pool in our high school. So what we did, <laughs> so what, what what we did is uh, there was like a big assembly this morning. So everyone's usually a little more relaxed and chill, whatever. We go and talk to the janitor. We've already established a strong relationship with him, right? Because he's he's opening doors for us left and right. And we're like, "Hey, his name's Misai." Uh, we're like, "Hey, Misai, um, we need to we need you to let us into the school a little bit earlier today before the principal comes in, because we're gonna put a pool in her office." And he's like, "You're gonna do it. You're gonna put a pool in her office." And I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna put a pool like in a her little office. inflatable, one. like a little inflatable yeah, pool." Yeah. yeah. And so, and he, we're also like, we're like, "Hey, we also need a hose to fill up said pool." with water because it's not a pool if it doesn't have water so we get the inflatable pool we put it in her office we fill it up with water we throw some rubber ducks in there we all bring some swim shorts we take our shirts off we get into the pool (laughs) wearing like swim caps and goggles and we're just and so we're in there for like 30 minutes it's freezing and we're just waiting, you know, for the principal, the head principal of the high school to walk in. And she walks in and we're like, we found the pool. You know, it's so stupid. Uh, but she had a great sense of humor about it and really, really enjoyed the effort of like, we're going to find a freaking pool in this in this high school. And if we have to build it ourselves, we will do it. That's hilarious. So, anyway, yeah, we found the pool. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Mike, how's uh, how's fathering going? Fathering Speaking is of uh, pools in high schools. And uh, Christmas, yeah. Um, my little girl is is two months old, so still kind of, still kind of just working through the newborn phase. Um, I uh, I've learned this last week that she, I'm not like I put her, you know, down for naps every now and then, and like we've been trying to do more crib naps recently, and so I, you know, have been like, you know, hold her and like rock her and uh, in the rocker that we have in her in her nursery. And, um, recently I've found that she likes my singing voice. And so I've been singing just some songs that I know from, um, just my childhood and stuff. And, uh, she's just really taken to that and just, you know, goes to sleep pretty fast when I do that. And, uh, and then I'm able to put her down no problem and stuff like last night. Uh, it's been a little bit frustrating for my wife because she'll like try to put her down, especially at night, you know, for her first stretch of sleep. She will, you know, last night it was like probably half an hour of Gabby trying to like put her down for, for, a sl- for sleep and she just would not go to sleep. She's like, she's like getting frustrated. So I was like, I'll just come in there and, and do it. No problem. So I came in there 
and I was singing to her and stuff. And after about 20 minutes, she fell asleep. And then she did the whole like, you know, resurrect back to life, (gasps) you know, back to life. And then, you know, she's looking at me like, did you put me to sleep? And I'm like, yeah, I did. You need to go back to sleep. (laughs) And so we're just like making eye contact and she's like, okay, dad, or whatever you say. (laughs) So she's like slowly drifts back off to sleep. I just, I love that. Like, you know, that, little kid like you know i'm gonna wake up fast and be like what i was tricked into going to sleep and then you know they're like go back to sleep so yeah i did that a couple of times i'm i'm just i'm super patient with her and just because i don't have to deal with her all day like i'm working all day so like i get that time in the evenings and it's really nice so um so anyway so yeah that's kind of what's kind of been cool this week um she's doing a she's getting closer to smiling which is interesting um she's like so before she didn't really do any kind of grin or anything until she was going to sleep, like transitioning from sleep to waking or transitioning from waking to sleeping. But now she kind of just, um, you know, like I'll be playing with her in the floor and she'll like, you know, she'll just go to, I mean, she'll just she start just grinning at out? me. Yeah, oh, she'll, oh. No, she'll start grinning at me. She'll oh. start laughing, whatever. <laughs> And uh, not laughing, but she'll she'll grin sure. at me, and um, and I think that's pretty cool. But I don't think she's like intentional. I still don't think she's really like intentionally doing it. Yeah. I think it's more just like a, you know, I'm awake. I'm having you know a pleasant experience sure. in life yeah. right now. Sure. I'm not like screaming. I'm not hungry. No, I'm like having a little bit more playtime, which is kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, that's a you know that's a count count the wins in fatherhood uh, because you're. Um, your your uh, it, the stigma, I guess, and and sort of the the track of, of fatherhood is that for the first little bit of life, you're just a you know um, you're standing by watching mom you know be the hero all the time you know, and so it's, that's it. count the win that you you've got the trick you know that you can you can help get your daughter to bed. I was basically useless <laughs> for maybe six months, just like watching Cassidy crush motherhood and i'm just like yeah yeah i'm here let me know let me know what i can do yeah (laughs) let me know when we can play yeah 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 so yeah count uh count the win eliza right now is um i know i might have mentioned this before but we're still in the um well she's you know developmentally she's doing great and and talking a lot and um she's but she's uh this is fascinating She's picking up so much from us, so much, like we and so so much that I'm like, I'm I'm having to even be more cognizant of like, no, she's picking up almost everything that we do and mimicking it, whether we want her to or not. Right. But she's being very very observant. So you know how okay, so you you have your your drink in a styrofoam cup. There's ice in it. You but you've drinking all your you know whatever beverage you have, it's basically all gone. So it's just ice, and then there's like a little bit of a puddle at yeah. the very bottom. And so you you slurp, and then you hear the little air bubbles come up. And then what do you do? You You're shake done. the cup. Yeah. You shake the cup. That's what everyone does. You give it a... <laughs> then you give it another go. Eliza has no idea why people shake cups. <laughs> but yesterday... She's got the little styro. She you know, she takes my styrofoam cup that's sitting on the uh, on the table and she picks it up to drink from it. She drinks from it, and sure enough, she shakes the freaking cup. Nice. And I'm like, you know, why are you shaking? Like you have no idea, you know, why we do that. But she's seen us do it so many times. Like you shake the cup, you know. So 
uh, it's just so funny to watch her pick it up. This little two year old, you know, can't even get her hand around the cup, and she's just shaking the cup. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't even know what you're doing. But, yeah. Uh, but it just goes to show, like, she's very, very observant, you know? And so it's like, gosh, she's going to pick up on the smallest things, like how we shake cups after we drink from them, you know? Yeah. I was reading the other day, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, I was reading that, like, it, it's around the two-year mark when you can start doing more, like, rough-and-tumble play and stuff like that. Have you, I mean, I've, I noticed you guys were doing a little bit of that the other day when we were over. Have you kind of integrated more of that into her routine? Rough and tumble play. You mean yeah, like, like, you know, like, you know, doing the whole like airplane thing, throwing them up oh, in the sure. air, doing oh, stuff like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we yeah. do. We do lots of that. It's yeah. been fun to have um, a, because uh, we're, we're fostering a two-year-old boy um, and he's just, he's got a bigger body than Eliza. Um, seemingly, you know, he's a little bit more durable. You know, like like Eliza, uh, she's hysterical. She'll barely, you know, bump into a table, and she goes, "Boo boo's a bummer." And she, <laughs> all she wants you to do is kiss whatever she hit. You know what I'm saying? Like she'll she'll bump her shoulder. Boo boo's a bummer, and she just needs you to kiss her shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and she, I mean, she will just stand there until someone comes and, and yeah. gives her a kiss. And uh, uh, his um. And when he walks in and bumps something, it's like you would think nothing happened to him. Yeah. So yeah, I I one hundred percent yeah we'll we'll do lots of more um, big tickle moments, you know, big tickle battles, and um, and then Eliza tries to get in on it for sure. She's like tickle, and yeah. of course her tickles are more just like scratching. <laughs> she she doesn't have enough finger strength to yeah. really like dig in and tickle, so it's more just like light scratching, nice. which is a little bit uncomfortable. But yeah, she's having fun. It's nice. good. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's shift gears over to today's episode. So um, today we're going to be talking about New Year's. We're going to do a little New Year's special. Um, just come on, it's that time of the year, so it'd be kind of cool to talk about some resolutions that we have, and um, and just kind of talk about New Year's resolutions in general um, with regard to parenting. So I've got a couple of things that I thought were interesting that I wrote down from um, just an article I read over at driveresearch.com. One of these was, and there's a lot of statistics about just how people generally do um, New Year's resolutions, but I wanted to zone in a little bit on just parents. Um, So it says that 54% of parents make New Year's resolutions, which is 1.6 times more likely to make a resolution than other adults. Um, which I thought was interesting. So it's kind of like tracks with just, it seems like, you know, and I'm not saying that non-parents can't be, um, they can't be uh, intentional about things, but I think that parents have that, you know, a little bit more of that drive, that, you know, fire in their belly of like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to clean up some of my habits. I've got to like, you know, quit smoking or do, you know, this or do that. Like, you know, take care of my kids better. And so, um, and so I think I thought that that was interesting insight. And then, some of the common resolutions that people tend to make are related to mental health, fitness, finances, and social life. And those are rank ordered. So the first one, mental health, 81% of respondents said that they had some kind of resolution around mental health. I think that's fascinating. I Okay, well, so and we, we know that the, 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 the trend of strong mental health is like gradually declining or one could say that the, the, the risk or like the, 
what is it like there's more and more anxiety every sure. year yeah that's what i'm trying to say you know so like mental health the mental health crisis continues to rise yeah it seems like it's being like these things are being diagnosed at a higher rate right right yeah. right but and so that it, it would make sense in that in that sense of that uh mental health would be sort of a resolution for people. But maybe this shows how out of touch I am. But like I what like I just never 81%. Yeah, that's it's yeah, it's absolutely insane. And I can actually break down what like that means. So and I you know there's there's a whole list of it here. And I think this isn't gonna add up to a hundred percent because sure. it's gonna be over actually because people will say like, oh I want to do this and that. Right. Or right whatever. Right. So the list that was provided, um, the source for the article uh, was from American Psychiatric Association, and it said, among those making resolutions focused on mental health, 65% said that they would exercise more, which I was like, okay, you know, does that yeah. really count? That? Like, I mean, it counts, but it's like, is, you know, that's also related to fitness, so it's kind of a, a, its own thing, but um, 45% said they would meditate. That was the next highest level one, sure. um, which I thought that was interesting. That's a good. That's a good habit to start. Yeah. Yep. Thirty-eight uh, percent said they would see a therapist. Thirty-seven percent would focus on spirituality. Thirty-two percent would take a break from social media. Twenty-eight percent would journal. Twenty-three percent would use a mental health app. Twenty-one percent would see a psychiatrist, and six percent would try something else. So, yeah, I think the the top the top three were exercise more, meditate, and see a therapist. Um, and I thought the meditation thing was interesting. I, meditating is kind of always been a curiosity for me because for me, like I don't really meditate. I, I pray, sure. which I guess for like for someone who's not a Christian, maybe that's kind of the same thing. But yeah. I don't know what that looks like for, you know, for most people. But um, but I was I was thinking so I guess maybe that's just like practicing mindfulness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, sort of grounding yourself, putting yourself in the moment, because um, I think that's what I think that's what prayer does, and ultimately I think that's what medi- meditating does is it just grounds you, puts you in the moment, makes you more aware of your surroundings. Um, I know a lot of like even in, in in my sort of prayer time or meditation time, it's focusing on the five your five senses, like just having a grounding experience. You know, what do I smell? What do I see? Or if you're closing your eyes, you're just seeing, you know, darkness. But, you know, what do I hear? What, what am I touching something? You know, what's what's the couch like that I'm sitting on? Um, and it just sort of puts you in a puts you in a good moment. But yeah, that's good. That that's good. Medi- meditating is something that uh, that's not a resolution of mine, but uh, maybe it should be. Yeah. It's good. Well, yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, I mean, as a Christian, I mean, I feel like I can always pray more. You know, be more centered in my spirituality and kind of. Um, thinking about what I want out of life, you know, what are my current struggles, what's going on, you know, what do I feel like I need to bring to God, um, you know, there's just all those kind of things, and I think for, you know, somebody who's not spiritual, they would say something like, you know, okay, what, you know, how do I want to lay out my life, you know, how do I compartmentalize better, how do I organize better, things like that, and so, um, so I want to just real fast point out the, uh, on the finance piece, I thought this was kind of funny, so the article that this uh, the the finances part of the common resolutions came from said uh, of the you know of the people who had finances as something you know that they were trying to work on for 2024, 
43% said they would want to save more money. That was the first, that was the highest uh, level. 41% said they wanted to pay down debt. And 31% said spend less money. And the reason I think that's funny is because I think that that's backwards as to how you say, like the way you save money is by spending less. And I think it's funny that people, people say they want to save money, but less people will say they want to we'll spend, spend less, less money. money. That's a, <laughs> so you yeah, know those yeah. like 12% or whatever in there, they're just out immediately. <laughs> they're yeah. not saving any money. Yeah, yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah, that's a that's a quite observant. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just thought that was a funny. And then also the point that like, I was thinking, I went in there thinking, oh, people are, you know, going to change their investment strategies. They're going to change their portfolio. And like maybe some people will go into real estate investing. Maybe some people will go into mutual funds and just different things like that. And, you know, Bitcoin, whatever. So, and then when I went in the article, it was like, save money, spend less, <laughs> and pay down debt. And I was like, okay. Pretty rudimentary like, goals. Yeah. If I, I'm just curious if like this was a free response thing or if the researchers were like, Okay, they've really only got three options. Yeah, you know, sure. You can really only do a couple of things with money. <laughs> yeah, so I, thought, I just thought that was funny. So, anyway, um, and then the only other like big insight from the statistics was this thing called Quitters Day. This which, is this is such a great bit, which is just this. funny because it's so it said that Fridays are actually the most likely to derail a person's New Year's resolution. So like if you go to the if you're like going to the gym, I'm going to the gym every day in 2024. You better watch out for yeah, Friday. Friday's coming. <laughs> Friday's <Yeah>. coming. <laughs> that is so fascinating. I, I like there's there's got to be so much more psychology to that, right? Like what it's the weekend, you know, yeah. like you so everyone sort of lives for the weekend. So if you have like a diet that you're like, okay, I'm going to eat less sweets, you yeah. know, for, you know, 2024. Like Friday is going to roll around yep. and you're like, I'm going to get two desserts. It's time to wind down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then like, once you have that in your mouth, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, I have to do it again. You yeah, know, like yeah, I yeah. got it. You know, uh, or it's like, you know, you've worked out four days, you know, which is a strong week. Way yeah. to go. You worked out Big four time. days and Friday rolls around. Like, yeah, you deserve a rest day. Yeah. But if you're, um, I imagine if you're not accustomed to any sort of routine and like an intentional rest day just feels like a, it's not a rest day. It's a reset day or like, or it's like a, I just give up day or something. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's fascinating. That's just a really interesting, interesting study. Yeah. Fridays is quitters day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was interesting that, so, that one day of the week would be a day that, that would all, that would always get people off track. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it does make sense though. Like you said, I mean, it's like the beginning of the weekend. It's, you know, you're going into this time of, okay, you know, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to yep. be off work. I'm going to do whatever. And so, and then you're just like, okay, you know, I'm just going to, yeah, we'll go out to dinner Friday night and yep. then maybe I'll have two glasses of wine and a piece of cake. Yep. And you like, spend more money. Yep. Like, let's go to movie two. Yep. Let's go to whatever. So now your spending goals are out the window because, you know, you may have saved money all week, but yep. you're going to spend it all on Friday. Yep. Kind of and you're going to do it all on credit card. So there's no paying off debt. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually adding debt. Gosh, that is so fascinating. Yeah. I wish I wish I could go back. You know, I I I don't have great recall on this to like what what have been my resolutions or goals of every year, and the impact that Friday has made on all of them. You know, like what have 
I'm sure. I'm I'm sure that I am a part of this, you know, Quitters Day, you know, first Friday of the year kind of thing. I'm sure I've added to that statistic. Uh, that's just, gosh, that is so, so fascinating. But it's really good. It's really good to know that because you can go into the year knowing Friday's coming. Yep. You're like, I'm going to prepare, you know, for Friday to be challenging. I'm going to prepare for Friday to to set back or set me back on some of the progress that I've made. Um, that's really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So set your alarm, set two alarms on Friday. Do, you know, do something a little different. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, I want to, uh, now that we've done a little bit of general just discussion about new year's resolutions. I want to talk about what our goals are for the, well, I guess resolutions are for the year. I'm, I, I made some smart goals, quote unquote, yeah, you did. Uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time bound. Um, and so, uh, I love a good acronym. Yeah. Gosh, smart goals. I've, yeah. I've always loved that. I think, you know, I always, I actually kind of think acronyms, you know, sometimes they kind of, I'm like, I don't really like there's, they have these, uh, they have these, like I'm studying the CPA exam and they have these like kind of acronyms for things. And they're like, Oh, just remember Eboka is, you know, for X, Y, and Z on the, you know, no one's uh, gonna remember control that. on the control cube, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna remember that. No, like, I, no. I'm the only thing I'm gonna remember is like when I see the you know choice B on the CPA exam, I'm gonna see all five of those, and I'm gonna go, oh yeah, okay, yeah, it's it's these five. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I'm not gonna like. I just don't study that. Like, I just don't really get that. I mean, I remember the acronym. I just don't remember what it how it ties to anything so yeah, yeah. anyway that's my well, little it rant makes, me, it makes me think of the uh the uh office episode or creed's acting <laughs> acting manager <laughs> just writes bow body <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna make an acronym yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good yeah start start with the start with the acronym first. Yeah. yeah that's so funny yeah so um anyway do you want to do you want to start or you want me to to go for it uh no i i, I yeah I, i'm interested to hear your smart goals okay so um so I've got two categories because I wanted to just make this relevant to, to parents. Um, and so I have, I have ones that res, uh, ones that relate to my marriage and one that relate to my parenting. And then I've got these. So, and I'll, I'll explain this, I guess a little later, I've got two God goals as well. And I'll oh, explain that when yeah. I get to those. So um, the first category I have is marriage and I have three goals for my marriage this year. One is to have one intentional, at least 90-minute conversation with my wife once per week, i.e. date night. Mm -hmm. That's 4,680 minutes of intentional conversations with my wife this year. 78 hours. You're such an SJ. Okay. This is so funny. Great goal. goal. The whole point is to maintain intimacy and communication. And I think that that's even more important now that we have a kid because, yes, like, I mean, our conversations during the week are generally... Hey, can you can you put her down to sleep? Hey, when are you gonna do the dishes? Like, or am I gonna do the dishes? Like, yeah. And it's just kind of that. And I just wanted to, I guess, just move a little bit deeper in that. And my parents have been so generous; they're taking Lillian on Friday nights, so um, so we can go out and have dinner, or like so you know, maybe we can you know cook dinner together at home and just have that intentional. Conversation. So you're gonna go out today. Yeah, we're definitely going out. <laughs> I'm not paying down debt, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, so, uh, so the second one I had was plan a special, unique date night once per month. 
And so an example of this would include like attending a play or a musical mm. or like doing a food crawl, like getting. Oh, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like going, getting appetizer at one place. dinners. Yeah. Moving yes. to a different place to have dinner and then moving to a different place to get a dessert or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So those are fun. I just think that's kind those of are, a cool thing. Those are really fun to do with. I'm not trying to invite myself <laughs> on your date night, but those are really fun to do with a group, a group of people, you know, yeah. like and that's, yeah, that's a lot of fun. As long as you're paying, you come yeah. Come right yeah. along. Yeah, I'll pay for Cass and I. You can pay for. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll so, pay for something. So we're going Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, and then the third one I had for my marriage was to read the Bible together for at least five minutes every night of the year, preferably as a family. I'd like to do this with Lillian too. And the whole reason for this is that's 30 hours of reading together every year, um, which would be pretty cool. Um, I'd like. Again, I'd like for that to be with Lillian because I do think reading is super important, um, something I want to integrate into my parenting. Um, right now, it's hard because she's not really reacting to any of it. She's just sure. kind of like laying there like, are we going to sleep or what are we doing? You know. Mm. And so, um, but I think the main purpose of that is to align under a single kind of purpose together yeah. in our marriage. Like, you know, like I have my thoughts, Gabby has her thoughts, but if we align under a single purpose, that makes our marriage that much stronger. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Um, so that's that's my three for marriage. My parenting ones were open an investment account for Lillian directed towards saving for post secondary education. I didn't want to say college because sure. I don't know like she may not necessarily go to college, like she may do, you know, a trade or something like yep. that. And I'm yep. totally open to that. Um, but I wanted to have some kind of opportunity for further education past high school. Um, and my grandparents were generous enough to give us a, like an inheritance early this year. And so we were able to put some of that toward, um, oh, great. Yeah. toward her, toward her college savings. And so, um, or her, you know, post-secondary education savings, but we still have to open the account. So that's the main thing is to take the action step of opening an account for, her. um, my second one was read with Lillian at least three times per week for at least five minutes. And I hope that that can kind of dovetail with just reading sure. the Bible together with as a family. And then my third one was read three books about parenting in 2024. Oh my gosh, I have a I have a recommendation. Okay, we'll 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 get to it. Okay, okay. Well, the the last so the last thing were my God goals. The so these I I got this idea from um, we went to a me and Ian uh, both went and uh, and spent some time with some guys at. Um, a ministry called Hope is Alive. Actually, Ian wasn't I there. wasn't there. I think he yep. was busy. Yep. But he does go uh, from time to time over there and hang out with those guys. And these are just guys that are struggling, you know, with, with addiction and, you know, they're kind of coming out into a recovery. And so they, they stay all in the same house, um, like a host home. Um, several guys hanging out in there and just encouraging one another and, and kind of doing things. And they do these quarterly goals, um, and they're smart goals. But they have they had one thing that's called a God goal, which is something that only God can do. Like it's not something that's really within your power. Like you can try to influence the result, but it's not necessary. Like it's just something that you. It's can't something really so do. big. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah, it's so big. And so the first one I have is for Lillian to sleep through the night at six. Oh months. come on! <laughs> Won't he do it, Lord? Won't he do come it? Come on! Yeah. So six months. That's that's my God goal. I'm I'm so excited about that. Fast I know and, he's going to do brother. it. Fast I know he's going to do it. Yeah. And so I'm going to testify in June and let you all know. But um, <laughs> so, um, And then my second one was, I hope this podcast helps inspire someone in their fatherhood journey. And, you know, I hope that we 
continue this throughout the year and that, you know, somebody out there is inspired um, just uh, just in, in our conversation about fatherhood. And yeah. I hope that you write in and that we can include you in the discussion. Yeah, gosh, Michael, those are great goals. Thanks. Um, I might just copy and paste. Some of them are repeats, honestly. I'm just like tightening them down every year because sure. I think they're good habits to yeah, get into, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and I think, uh, yeah, there's, no, I think, gosh, that, I just think those are great. Um, I like the intentionality of being specific of like, this is for my parenting, this is for my marriage. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that's really smart. Uh, to to go through categorically like what are some what are the the important things in my life and how do I want to feed into those sort of water them you know like to take take care of them uh I'm going a different route so the last okay. last uh um I want to say the last two years although I couldn't remember two years ago uh I've been doing words of the year okay so I sort of like an all-encompassing one word that I'll sort of filter everything through um, and so last year, or it might've been two years ago. I, I, again, I can't remember one word from the last two, but, but, uh, it was consistent. Like I wanted to, to build a life that was consistent. And again, it's all encompassing, right? So not only did I want to be consistent in my, in my diet and my work ethic and my like workout routines, like going to the gym, taking care of my body. Uh, I also wanted to be consistent in how do I communicate to people? Like, am I consistent when I talk to you as when I talk to three other people, you know, like just the same, I'm the same guy. Yeah. Um, and hopefully have the same sort of love for people and kindness and all these things. Um, uh, well, I'm starting a new word this year. And, um, I think what I'm going to do over the next, uh, how many other nine, I don't know, maybe over the next nine years, but I'm going to do one, um, uh, fruit of the spirit for every year. Okay. So, so this year will be gentleness. Gentle. Wow. What are you saving for last? Self control. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, the, the one, <laughs> the one that I've mastered. Uh, no. Uh, uh, so, okay. Now, this is a little bit embarrassing though because it's like, I don't know. I mean, there's some connotations, right? To like to be a gentle-hearted man. You know, it's right. like, oh, are you just a big softy? Yeah. You know, like there's there's something very strong of in masculinity you know and like i want to be a dad who is i want my kids to see me as like strong you know powerful like i want them to see me like yeah my dad's a roaring lion you know like he is this you know uh he's a powerful safe you know person and but there's also something very gentle about masculinity if we unlock it you know and so but it's it's weird to say it's it honestly feels like just this like a weird juxtaposition, you know, like can you be masculine and gentle? Yeah. And I know you can. Yeah. But it's a weird, you know, like saying it first sounds weird. Well, I I totally get that. I mean, it's the same kind of idea. Like you you want to have your masculinity under control. Like right. There's right. there's you know, there's guys out there who they do you know, raging, you know, can't control themselves. And it's, you know, there's no gentleness in their spirit. There's no ability to, you know, kind of lay their sword down yes. and, you know, kind of encourage instead of discipline. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're getting out of. Like, you know, there is this, it's masculinity, but it's brought under control that you're able to actually engage in a way that's kind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and okay. So I wrote these 
um, sort of three definitions. And this, like, so the way I do this whole word thing is it will be like a, a constant um, understanding, peeling back the layers of what's it, what does it mean to be gentle, you know? Um, and, uh, and so it, it's going to be a, a learning process, but it's also very much a, um, uh, it's all encompassing, right? So it's like, not only do I want to be just gentle, like we're talking about like just now rough housing with the kids, you know, like, of course I'm going to, I'm going to goof around and be, you know, rough, but there's the gentleness in all of it. You know, um, I want to be gentle in my speech. I want to be gentle even in my thoughts of how I think of people or, um, think about myself. Um, and it's, it's very much just all consuming. How can I, how can I let the idea of gentleness just permeate through everything? Um, but, in, in trying to understand that, I have uh, just these these sort of working definitions now. And this is not like a working, like I, I didn't write this. This is just straight from Google, you know. But it'll be, as, as the year goes on, I'll, I'll continue to, to find more definitions, new ways to understand it. But it's having or showing a mild, kind, or tender temperament or character. Moderate in um, action, effect, or degree. Not harsh or severe. And the verb is to make or become gentle, calm or pacify. Um, I think if if there's any any part of me this year that can discover the gentle side of of masculinity, the gentle side of of being a dad, a father, um, I'll certainly pull examples from uh, from Jesus, but also like I gosh, I'd love I love to watch Braveheart. Give me that movie anytime, you know. And I think, I honestly, I think that character, the William Wallace character portrayed in that movie, and I know that he's a real guy, but, you know, I, I don't know the real guy. I just know the, you know, Mel Gibson, yep. Braveheart. Uh, but the way he's portrayed there is that there is so much gentleness in William Wallace. Like, when you see him interact with uh, the love interests in the movie, um, he's he's incredibly kind and gentle and loving, um, but he is also very much a roaring lion, you know, who who will go to the ends of the earth to fight for freedom and to fight for the people he loves. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's just discovering that, like what what is the the masculine side of gentleness and um, and how do I how do I lead my family to become a, a family that people say, man, they bring they bring calm, you know, they pacify what is harsh and they bring gentleness and. Um, and kindness in an, in an easy temperament. So um, that'll be my my uh, word of the word of the year. All right, sounds good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited to to kind of hear how that evolves over the course of the year and kind of what what kind of things you're you're able to accomplish. Yeah, I you know I think the the switch from goals to words was twofold. One, I just Fridays get me maybe. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe uh, Fridays are the reason I switched to, to words of the year. Uh, but I, I don't know. This, this it's funny. You're you're very much um, on the Myers Briggs, you know, and oh, S- yeah. SJ, yep. and uh, on the my which is sensing judging. So you you, you know, uh, so a listener, if you're you're unfamiliar with the Myers Briggs personality test, if you think we're Satanists for saying that, I'm sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> 
the but you know it's it's uh it sort of categorizes michael as someone who's being very like structured organized um you know he he has his next month planned out on his calendar kind of thing i am also an s a sensor so i'm a big fan of like numbers and data and sort of structure in that sense but i'm a perceiver uh so i'm an uh sp you're an sj and the perceiver in me is like i'm just gonna go with the flow whatever happens happens you know i'm gonna wake up i'm not gonna plan my day too hard you know i'm just gonna live in the moment and see where it takes me and so yeah right yeah uh so when it comes to like planning goals or like even deciding yeah like okay five minutes of my time will be spent xyz part of that really stresses me out like you know like there could be like two things on my plate in a day but if it's like super structured down to the minute it feels overwhelming i'm like oh my gosh i have so many things to do when am i gonna just live you know and it's like ian you have a 20 minute appointment at three (laughs) you're fine you know, but like and you're like set me free. I know it feels like chains. It feels like immediate bondage. You know, so when I when I have the word of the year, um, it allows lots of flexibility to figure out like how am I interpreting this, uh, how am I integrating it, um, and allows me to sort of live every day. You know, just like I'm just living the day. And I, of course, I have goals. Don't get me wrong. Like you have to have some sense of goals. Like we have financial goals. Um, not necessarily for this year, but we do have like financial goals. Um, Cass and I have a goal of having date nights and, and all these things, but those are all Cass's goals though. Those are, those are Cassidy's <laughs> that I inherit. Yes. <laughs> she's also an SJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you set the word and then she does all yeah, the, she, yeah, the yeah, legwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Okay. I, I create the filter yeah. and then she just runs everything through it. Yeah. No, uh, uh, yeah. You I just have like a big like chalkboard in your house somewhere and you just like get together as a family and then you just go, the word for the year is gentle, and you just yeah. on the board, and then Cassidy goes, "Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah." Then and then I say, "Work now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Right. I'm casting vision for the entire year. Yeah, here. my job's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, done. I did it. Yeah, I, you know, Cass and I, we haven't gotten to talk much about um, her, or well, honestly, she hasn't even heard me really process this. She, she heard me talk about it last night in preparation for this. Uh, the, my the idea of gentle and like going through the fruits of the spirit for the next several years and like prioritizing them, but um, uh, she hasn't. Um, uh, but yeah, I haven't I haven't heard what her her goals are and and but I like I like what you're doing though and of like how can I be uh, again just sort of setting setting a filter of like okay what am I doing for my parenting what am I doing for my marriage and so now you've challenged me a lot to like be very intentional of like, how do I want my parenting to become more gentle and how do I want my relationship with my wife to become more gentle and my relationship, with my family and you know, my uh, coworkers, all these things. So, um, yeah, just sort of like going through, yeah, categorically of my life. Okay. What, what are the things? I don't know how I can make my finances more gentle. Just, yeah. Be, uh, I mean, do more what? giving maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. To me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chalk it up as gentleness. Drop a yeah. check in my mailbox. I'll call you gentle. <laughs> yep, that's hey, good. And he's a gentle guy. Fifty yeah. bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I'd be curious. Anybody listening to this again, like to let us know. Yeah, what what are your what are your goals for for your parenting and and do you or are yeah are you a goal person? Are you a word person? Are you uh what what do other people do? The uh, resolutions. 
Well, isn't that a isn't that a goal? I, I mean, a resolution. I feel like to me is kind of like I want to I want to like lose weight this year. Like that when I hear a resolution, I feel like this almost I I I feel like this mealy mouthed kind of because nobody keeps them. Nobody keeps their resolutions. It's like I think when I was looking at the statistic, it's like four percent or five percent of people ever keep their resolutions that's crazy and those people are like people that didn't even need to make a resolution yeah like these are people who are just gonna do it anyway it's like the rock yeah exactly yeah, he, it's yeah, like, he's, a, he's up there yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna gain 30 pounds of muscle this year <laughs> and, it's like, oh, okay. and six more veins in my bicep yeah. and you're like well you're gonna do that anyway dude because you're yeah. on an anabolic cycle yeah, five talk. times a month <laughs> come oh. on yeah it'd be great to have his physique though wouldn't it <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't want to work. I'd for love it. to have yeah, the Rock as a guest on this podcast, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big fans here. Big I fans. don't even know. Does he have kids? I think he has kids. I mean, he's didn't because he was in the movie with his kid. I don't know what movie. Oh, yeah, wasn't he? Could I'm be. making that up. I don't know, dude. I don't. He's big. That's all I know. I mean, I know that his biceps are bigger than my kid. His biceps so. are bigger than my head. Yeah, so. he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, Mike, do you have anything else to add to the the New Year's uh, resolutions? No. Final thoughts. Let's do a little brag on a dad. Dude, I want to brag on a dad. So this is a segment we talked about a while back. Of like, just let's just honor somebody's fatherhood. Who's who's crushing it? We're gonna brag on a dad a bit. So I want to talk about a guy named Brandon. Uh, Brandon is. Uh, Probably never going to listen to this podcast. We'll love, would love you to, though, Brandon. Would love for you to listen to it. Uh, Brandon, um, I was talking to him this weekend, and I was just asking him, like, uh, he, he has um, older kiddos. So uh, one is 21 in college, and I think the youngest is 16, I'm trying to recall. I think he has three or maybe four kids. Um, but I was just asking him, like, hey, what what's something that you've done in, in parenting and in fatherhood that you're like, you know, I maybe didn't get it all right, but I'm proud of this one. You know, like, I think this was a good move. And uh, I actually loved his answer. And it goes right along with what um, sort of what you're saying of, like, some of your goals for uh, Lillian. But he said before um, they could, his kids could, like, you know, they can play video games. They can watch movies, TV. They can do whatever they want, really. But before they go do that, they have to read. Mm. They have to read some 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 book you don't have to read the whole thing but you know like spend some time reading a book and then some of the books are like very recreational or they're fiction they're just like yeah you can read your choice but he said through the years he also has said like i want you to read this book you know and then some of them are like i'm pretty sure he said like i i wanted my kids to read like the hobbit or lord of the rings you know so like some of them are fiction and some of them are nonfiction. um but he said yeah sometimes i would say like okay i want you guys to read this book whatever but as long as they read, then they could do like, yeah, go play your video games or go watch your TV, go watch your movies. I just wanted you to, to read this book. And, and it's one family, right? So like there's, there's more, there's more to this than just them reading books. But uh, he said that, that it feels like since, since that's just been a part of their lives, whenever Christmas rolls around, they're, they're asking for books He's like, that's always fun, you know, that for birthday and for Christmas, uh, all his kids are generally asking for at least one book. That's really cool, yeah, right, that they're that asking cool. for books. Um, but he said he's made them, He said that it's made them individual thinkers. Yeah. You know, that they, they all have 
Um, and everyone has their own opinions, but he's like, they, they articulate them well and they sort of challenge the status quo pretty often of like, well, how do we bring different thoughts into this? And, and, um, yeah, just different ways of thinking. And, um, I just thought that was really fascinating. And I think it's a really cool practice, you know, of like, yeah, I'm not going to limit, you know, how much time, like, yeah, if you want to play whatever, you know, you want to watch whatever, like, go ahead. I'm, I'm happy for you to have your own habits, um, and hobbies. But the only thing I ask is like, read 10 pages or read. I don't, I don't know how many pages or how many minutes he has them read, but he just says, I, I have them read before they go. Do well, that's whatever. a really good habit in general, I think, for any person is to do what, you know, is to, like, manage your life in such a way where you're doing what's priority before you're doing things that aren't a priority. Yeah. And, you know, I've struggled with that in the past. I mean, like, you know, I really should study before I, you know, sink eight hours into Skyrim kind of thing. Um, right. And, right. I, you know, like, in college, you know, I Oh, there's a lot of that. reading in Skyrim, though. Yeah, I mean, run by the the college and then just start. But that's all good, fun reading. It's like I'm (laughs) sitting there. I'm yeah. I'm 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 reading these fake books on TV, and that's cool. (laughs) But when I look over and I see regulatory uh, CPA exam material 2024, I go. I don't want to read that. Yeah, no hard pass. No, yeah, like please, unless you're gonna let me do your taxes, and then maybe I'll read it. So then I can buy more copies of Skyrim. <laughs> just more. Just more. <laughs> I mean, it all comes back to Skyrim at the end of the day. That's <laughs> everything. That's yeah, a, just that's, general life. That's really the greatest piece of philosophical advice I can give yeah. you guys yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, gosh, yeah. I, I'm excited about the, the idea of, of just bragging on dads. And again, listener, if you, uh, have a, a moment that you're like, man, I'm, you know, I'm proud of this moment that I did as a dad, we want to brag on you. Email us. Let us know, and because we we'd love to be able to like, yeah, so and so, this is this is how you crushed it this week. That's really cool. Because we're also Michael and I are constantly looking for um, new strategies to implement into our parenting, like that, like reading, like having them read before they go do whatever. You're like, I I think that's a great uh, a great idea that I would love to start to implement whenever Eliza can you know is there. You know, I, I'd love to love to start doing that so yeah 100 percent. yeah hit us up at dad's best guess at gmail.com love it and uh yeah we'd love to hear from you we will talk about you on the show we'll talk about what you send in unless we have a hundred thousand listeners which that probably won't ever happen but but Whoa. as long as we god goal as long as we have this small intimate community that's right we'll read your stuff yeah and you know we'll talk about it on the show i'm really excited to hear from you guys um, please leave a like, leave a review, five star review would be mm-hmm. great. Um, if you didn't like the podcast, don't leave a review. You're good. Just, you know, <laughs> don't even put in the work. It's all good. Just email us. We're giving you permission to just step away. <laughs> um, but maybe come back for the next episode and try again. Um, what else? We got a, we got a dad joke. Yep. We sure do have a dad joke. So, okay. Dad joke of the week. And then we'll let you guys go. Cause we've taken too much of your time. Thanks for being here. Uh, dad joke of the week. Hold on to your hold on to your butts. A skeleton. Oh, okay, so this is this is uh, we're gonna stick with the theme. I know. Uh, I think the first first uh, episode we did we we did a, a bar joke. We're running it back. Okay. A skeleton walks into a bar and he says, "Hey bartender, I'll have one beer and a mop." Now, nah, okay, whatever. Wait, you know, some some win, some don't. Yeah, yeah. we're just gonna keep running it back. But hey. Yep. 
Thanks for joining us this week. Can't wait to hear from you guys next time. See ya.